So good evening. Welcome everybody to another episode of the podcast. We are glad to be with you here. Glad to be sponsored by Pittsburgh Power, OPS, Mike Smile. You know what? I forgot to put my headphones on. (laughs) How are you hearing yourself? Well, so much better. So guys, we really need you to reach out to Pittsburgh Power this week. We're uh, in negotiation for renewing their sponsorship. So y'all need to let them know how important it is for them to continue doing this. So appreciate all you do. And um, I had a little beep in my ear. You're right. That's because of our guest. Okay. So, uh, but anyway, um, you know, reach out and support Pittsburgh Power. Um, Da-da-da-da-da. You know know all about them. Uh, Max Mileage. OPS products, diesel performance products, diesel shop, electrical engineers on staff. So, um, so, um, the, the media cycle has been interesting, uh, this week in, um, in trucking, uh, lots of articles about the bloodbath, um, you know, it's all going to hell in a handbasket. Uh, you know, TikTok creators everywhere. And by the way, y'all, if y'all are not following the conversations that's happening on the TikTok clips that I put from last week's episode, buddy, they are precious because she has got them riled up and there have been banana peels and, and, um, pretzels and proteins. And I mean, she's, she's just letting them have it. So, uh, that, that's probably going to go down as one of our most popular episodes because she is, she suffers no fools and she lets them have it from all, all angles. Before um, we get too far along, I want, I want to, I got some comments about that, but we don't have to do it right this minute. So we'll go ahead. Now go ahead and do, finish your little synapse. synapse well, I, you know, uh, we've got some, we've got some stuff I'm going to play for you here at a while, but you know, a lot of the freight waves articles are talking about, um, to me, it seems like they're they're obsessed with the ratio, okay? But what nobody's talking about is the number of available loads is not all that bad. That if you weren't looking at capacity and the and the and the difference between capacity and and volume of loads right now, it's we're looking at 17, 18, 19 numbers as far as you know the economy, what what our our ability to go haul freight. It's not that bad. There's just too many damn trucks. But it seems like nobody wants to talk about the fact that the market's not that terrible. The economy's not that terrible. There's just way, way, way too many trucks. Yep. And, you know, that's what's causing the problem. It's not that there aren't enough loads. There's plenty of loads for a normal market. But when you get these... Uh, unnecessary carriers that have come into the market over the last two years when there was a bump in volume and now there's not enough to feed that. And unfortunately the people that did not make good decisions over the last two or three years and the people that did not prepare themselves for what was coming, what we've been telling everybody was going to come. We've been talking about this since 2019. Hell, from the very minute that this podcast with me and Larry began, we've talked about how, it's going to pop. The bubble it, could not, the bubble had to pop somewhere. It was yeah. unsustainable. It was an right. unsustainable market. 
and it's also gone farther longer than than it has in history as far as it being the top of the cycle so we had an extended you know because you got you got you know it started with hurricane katrina then the eld or maybe i've got that backwards and then of course the pandemic so you know it, those, those events created this this huge you know extension of the top of the cycle and so we didn't we didn't cycle as normal. now the question is since it stayed high so long, does it mean the low is going to stay that long? I, I don't think so. the good thing right about now is all the big um, corporations, they're all the quarter one results are in. So all mm-hmm. the publicly held companies, you can go look at their, at their financials for Q1. And, and it's interesting. I mean, I looked at Landstar's this week, you know, it wasn't terribly different than Latin, than year over year. It was certainly mm-hmm. one different year over a you know, quarter over quarter. And so it's, um, and you know, the, the, uh, the powers that be there, we're not, we're not quite there yet, but we, people see the bottom coming in the next couple of months. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what we've been talking about yeah. is that second half of this year, you know, things will start to recover. Uh, but I looked at the chart the other day about carriers and we're, we don't, we still got too many carriers. I mean, that, 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 that streak that you showed a couple of weeks ago, that, um, that chart, you know, we, we've got to get back down to that pre 2021 level and we still got a, quite a few carriers to get there. But the number I heard the other day, I forget where it was, but 2000, uh, MC numbers are being closed every day. Mm-hmm. So at that rate, it, it's not going to take a, a huge long time. So no. And given that the market is not all that bad, um, once the capacity numbers come down a little bit, everything's going to be fine for, for us now. You know, people, are, I saw a post in a Landstar group that, you know, and someone said that basically like, look, if, if there's a bunch of us that have made good decisions and, and, and run our business as well. And, and there's people that haven't and someone, their people were just trashing like, I can't believe you would say people with have families. That, okay. I, we've all got families, but you don't get to make bad decisions and not have consequences to those decisions. Um, because that's what happens in business. It happened to me. Um, I had family, I had kids, but you can't, I didn't, I didn't ever want anybody's sympathy to, uh, you know, or to say that, you know, what, um, happened to my business shouldn't have happened because it was going to happen. I made bad decisions. And when you make back bad decisions in business, bad things bad, happen. Bad things happen. Yeah. Funny how that works. Yeah. <clears throat> So, uh, so our guest, Michael Lombard, I'm going to bring him in here in just a second. Um, he made a TikTok, well, it's been a couple of weeks ago, uh, because there's so many of these trolls and, and morons and idiots that, um, say, well, if you don't have your own authority, you don't have your own numbers, you're not a real owner operator. Uh, if you're leased to a carrier, of course, I think a bunch of them, they don't even understand what that means leased to a carrier. They somehow they mailed that in with leasing a truck from a carrier, which is, not what that means. Right. Um, you know, but it's basically trolls and people that don't understand how trucking works, uh, that will say, Oh, well, if you're, if you're leased to a carrier, you're not a real owner operator. Um, only those of us that have our own number and, and our own authority there, we're the only real owner operators. So, uh, he well, made it. And, and along those lines, let me get my little blurb in from last week. Okay. Before we Go bring him on. So, you know, last week's guest, as you mentioned, has probably been one of the most commented episodes we've had, or, or certainly in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went through this week and I looked. I think we had 72 comments on, uh, uh, as of this morning, uh, on Facebook. or No, on TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. 
And so I'm looking through them, you know, I'm, I'm going through them. And, you know, a couple of things stood out to me, you know, the, one of the first things that stood out to me, because one, somebody made the comment, why would we bring her on our good podcast? You know, and, <laughs> and this just, this triggers me. Okay. Because, you know, even, and, and we can, we can kind of get back up to 37,000 feet and look at this again, because this is exactly the problem that I have with politics, you know? It's like, how can you possibly listen to them, you know, mm-hmm. because they have the wrong color jerseys on. We mm-hmm. can't, we can't accept any of their ideas because only our ideas are going to work. Mm-hmm. And so this tribalism was just rampant in these comments this week. I'm sure you looked at them too. Oh yeah. Uh, but the, the, it just, you know, it, the thing that, that stands out here, if you'll look at it from a neutral situation, if you'll take your truck driver hat off, and take off your truck driver football jersey and just put on a, a gray one that's not red or blue or black or white or green or purple or whatever the colors you want to be. And look at things with an open mind. She came into our den knowing full well what she's going to run into, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and held her own professionally. Okay. I can't, yep. say the, I can't say the same for the people in our den. Most of them showed their ass, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is, you know, when, uh, somebody made a comment, well, she hates Landstar. Why would you bring that on here? Uh, look, I, I, we've said this over and over again. We choose to be at Landstar because it's the best thing. It's the best decision that we can make. We're not, we're not Landstar. We don't get paid from Landstar. We don't get any, I mean, you know, when we bring somebody to Landstar, we're bringing in competition. Okay. So understand something here. We are, we have no obligation here. There's nothing about this podcast that's a recruiting arm for Landstar. Um, what, what we want to do is talk about factual things that matter, things that, th- things that will help you make better decisions. We're not, we don't try to, can, people think that we're trying to convince people to come to Landstar, and we're really not. If it's not for you, please don't. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's not for most people, okay? Most of y'all don't need to be at Landstar. Um, so, um, don't, don't misunderstand what we're doing. Y'all don't need to own trucks, period. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and they should, and about 72 of them commented on this thing. Um, you know, uh, the other thing that, that was just obvious here. And when we say it all the time, um, you know, brokers play a role, you know, the only reason truck drivers hate brokers is because brokers do a better job of their job than truck drivers do of theirs. That's the only 100%, reason. It's, it's 100%. Jeal- it's, it's envy and jealousy is all it is. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this desire to see what they make, the only reason you want to do that is because you're shitty at, do- at making what you make. You mm-hmm. know? It, it, why, why does it matter? I mean, I mean, you want somebody to come in and referee and take money away from them because they're better at doing their business model than you are at doing yours. And give you some of theirs. That's kind of like redistribution of wealth. You it's know? called greed. It's absolutely, greed. absolutely. And you'd be offended if it were the other way around. You know, oh. we're highly yeah. regulated. Well, let me let me address that too. Every one of you all chose to be a truck driver. Nobody made you do this. Nobody's held a gun to your head. So you can't decide to be a truck driver and then go. Well, wait a minute. That broker doesn't have any expenses like I do. No, they don't. But they also don't have the revenue you do, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, it, I don't know. My blood just started boiling and I thought about this all week. Fortunately, I had a week to think about it, So I didn't, I didn't have to react, you know, crazy like I sometimes do. 
But uh, here's here's what I would ask you to do. Okay, stop the tribalism. Okay, stop being in your echo chamber and only listen to people that are going to say things that you want to hear because you're not learning anything by doing that. Okay, that you learn more by being in the other camp and keeping your mouth shut and listening than -hmm. you do in your camp mouthing off stuff that you have no idea what you're talking about. To, so, with, to around a bunch of people that believe all the same bullshit that you do and will never challenge you. And, and if you get enough of them together, they start believing it well enough that that, that becomes truth. Mm-hmm. And then you have 14 hours every day to, to, to stew about it. And you're convinced that what you're doing is correct. Now, I'm, I'm just here to tell you, you know, the brokers are your the reason that you can't you can't make relationships is because you hate your customer and you tell them you hate them. You get on Facebook and proclaim that you hate them. Mm-hmm. You know, the very people that could be helping you right now stay in business, then you think they're stealing money from you. You know, I, I just, and here's the other thing. If you don't like brokers, don't use them. Put on your yeah, coat and tie the and park your truck and walk your fat ass up and down the street and <laughs> knock on doors and get freight. And then when you get it, try to keep it. Because if you're not there next week to pull that load, they're going to find somebody else that does. And guess what's going to do that for them? A broker. Okay, Mm -hmm. so it's not as easy as you think. Okay, it's not like they stay in pajamas all day. That's what I do. I'm not a broker. Okay, (laughs) I'm a fleet owner. That's a whole different story. But it's it's not like that. It's not like that at all. You know that when I was at Transport America, one of the best things I ever saw at Transport America from a from a mega carrier. Well, they're not really mega carrier, but from a big company is they had a program where you uh, the fleet managers would bring in a driver and a driver would sit next to him all day long and, and, and watch him do his job. And then they would take the fleet manager and put him in a truck and let him run around with a driver all day long. The best thing ever happened was to let other people see the other person's job and understand what they go with. And then your understanding of what they do is, is much, much clearer. And it's never like what you think it is. So uh, just understand that that what you're doing here is, first of all, it's never going to change the situation you're in. If you're in a, if you've got a, a horrible business model, broker transparency is not going to fix that. Okay. Nope. Taking money from the brokers to give it to you is not going to fix that. The unintended make it worse. Absolutely. The unintended consequence of that is something you have no idea and you do not want. I can tell you that. Right there, okay. Um, when, when we lose the free market, when we will start picking uh, winners and losers, it's over. It's mm-hmm. over. So you, what you're wanting to do is basically socialism. It's basically, you know, uh, taking the ceiling away or, or, or putting the ceiling on. Mm-hmm. So now you don't have the opportunity to do what you can do. Now, for a bunch of you, it probably would help you because you suck. But for people that know what they're doing, why is it fair for them to be restricted? Let me give an example, a very, very current example. This week, go back to politics again. Have you heard the latest thing about mortgages? Okay. Oh, people, yeah. with good, people with good credit scores now, when they go get a mortgage, it's going to cost them $100 more a month because they're going to take that money and give it to people who have shitty credit scores because they can't, uh, they can't afford a house. Dude, it's, when it's, I saw that, that's, listen, that's broker transparency. Yeah. Okay. That's taking <clears throat> broker money away and giving it to truck drivers on a whole different scale. So if that makes your blood boil, get out of your pity. When part, I, okay? when I saw that thing about the mortgage rates, I 100% believed that some satire site, you know, cause he said right. the really, really good satires when you can't tell if it's real or not. Right. 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 And I went, 
I went, ah, there's no way. Oh, Not how him. what how cleverly done. What good satire. Oh my god, it's real. I thought it was Chat GPT at first. <laughs> yeah. I thought there's there's no way that somebody said that. I'm like, this is the Babylon Bee having fun, um, you know, making up this <clears throat> unbelievably uh stupid thing. And I went, Holy crap, it's real. <laughs> okay. All right, now, Tim. Now I got one more news item I want to talk about. All right. Uh in the news. Um, three companies, 11 people find a million dollars and go into prison for deleting diesel mm-hmm. engines. Yep. Okay. Up in Michigan. So, uh, you guys that think, you know, that think that deleting, there's no, there's no risk with that. Well, yeah. Anyway, here you go. All right. Well, so now let's, let's bring our, our guest. Let, yeah, let's bring our guest in here. <clears throat> now we're going to do this. We're going to hope everything works. Oh, he just went away. Where'd he go? He's in a bad uh-huh. area and he's on a cell phone. We can't even get him on Wi-Fi. So we're All right. So let's it. see. Can here. you hear me? All right. I can hear you now. I can hear you and I can see you. Right. Perfect. What's going on, fellas? Well, Man, um, we're just we're just we're just kicking hornets' nests. That's all yeah. we're doing. You know, just no. Just I, lo- I love that. I've been I've been I've been keyed in on the conversation. I do what's so. Uh, I just want to mention one thing. What's crazy about how you said nobody's forcing people to become truck drivers. I know we're not talking about this today, but when it comes to the, the turnover issue, which is one of the biggest things I harp on, we're actually at the point now with the fake driver shortage narrative where the government is forcing people to become truck drivers. I went to CDL school with three people sent there by Texas Workforce Unemployment, and they either had to go to CDL school or lose unemployment. That's the state forcing oh, people to become well, truck drivers, nice. essentially. So we, we are at that point, counterpoint, but I know it's you're nobody forced them to buy a truck, though. You're right on that. Right. That'll right. fix it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here, here's your option. You can either be a CDL driver or go to prison. Which one do you want to do? <laughs> yeah, there you go. So or, or pick up a weapon and go get join the army. Here's your choices, yeah. right? So, uh, so uh, Mike, do you go by Michael or Mike? Uh, Michael, Mike, Lombard, whatever, whatever you know works so, for you, okay. man. So the the TikTok that 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 got our attention was you were you were talking about how people were saying that you know if you don't have your own authority you're not a real owner operator and you were talking about being leased to warrant transport. So you started trucking in, you started trucking in 2020 or you started owner operator in 2020. Started driving in 2020. And just a little background about me, because what's what's crazy is two things about me where I feel really guilty is, number one, I'm the only guy to move to Austin. I moved to Austin when everyone did in 2020, but I moved not for I didn't move there for tech. But, you know, there's all these people moving there and I feel like a fraud having moved there, but I didn't move there for the same reason anybody else. And then I started trucking in 2020 because I wanted to make a career shift. I didn't see all the, you know, the YouTube um, course sellers and say, oh, I'm going to get into trucking for the money. I come from like a lineage of trucking. My family used to own a company that started in 23. It was like a Teamster affiliate, um, you know, one of the, um, started a hundred years ago in 1923. So like my grandfather drove for 30 years. It was it was one of those types of companies. Once was a large motor carrier. So it was like always in me. Like I kind of joined for like legacy, mm-hmm. honor reasons. And people had talked me out of it. My grandfather always said, don't do it. And, you know, God rest his soul, he passed away in 2013. But I was unhappy in careers I was doing and, and felt like, you know, I had hit the ceiling and I just wasn't motivated. And I was like, well, I'm going to give this a shot. And it just ended up being 2020 when I started. But I got my truck a year ago in April. And once again, I didn't my truck because of the money, because I actually couldn't have bought it at a worse time. And, uh, but I went into this with a, with a business partner. So I, you know, my friend who's an accountant, we went in on it together because he also owns some real estate and, you know, he's like, 
do you think you can own a truck? And I was like, no, I could do it from talking to people. I think I can really get this on the road. I think the first thing we should do is cash flow by leasing onto a carrier and we'll figure it out from there because I don't think it's going to be too hot, you know, given fuel prices are going up and inflation was, it was sparking. So we went into it with, with the best intentions and we knew, and my dad, he owns a small business. He's like, Hey, when I bought, when I started my company, I bought, he owns a centerless grinding shop. He said he bought machines for thousands of dollars worth more than their value. He's like, Hey, I know your truck might be a little bit priced a little bit more, but this is how you, you know, this is sometimes a good place to learn. So in the long and short that, yeah, I, I got my truck last April of, of 2022. Okay. Now is Warren transport, are they the one that's affiliated with or owned by Anderson trucking service or am I mixing that up with yeah. somebody else? Yes. Yeah. Warren is partnered with ATS. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't start with Warren though. So when I got my truck, I initially, I was a company driver for a small carrier out of Northwest Arkansas, uh, R and R solutions, great company, uh, really great business model. They don't just do trucking. They have their own warehouse. They do it. They do a lot of stuff. And then when I told them I was buying a truck, they said, Hey, we used to have owner operators. They had garbage equipment, but you're getting a 2018 truck. We'd love to, you know, help you, you know, get started and, you know, learn the ropes. You can lose, use, you know, you can use the load boards for free. So I started with them at first and then, um, by the, when, when 2022 was wrapping up, I kind of saw the writing on the wall with the spot market. I had some friends over at Warren and I knew that Jan one, I was going to, I was going to make the move over to Warren transport. Okay. Um, so what, uh, so in a year of being an owner operator, what, what do you think is the, the, the biggest surprise or shock that you've experienced from company driver over to owner operator? I'd say the biggest shock was, I mean, how many phone calls you had to make? Yeah, you know that that was that. I'd say that's the biggest one. You know, you they always tell you that off the rip, like you're going to be sending a lot of emails, you're going to send a lot of phone calls. But I would, on a 30 minute break, make a list of phone numbers I knew I had to call for loads I was looking at uh, on boards, and then I would have to get driving again, and then I would just click call, and I just and I would have it on my notes, and I had it right there, like in front of me, who I was calling and what load it was about. So I'd say that was like the biggest sticker shock was just how many calls you would have to make just to plan out your week, Yeah, you know, so, so because you couldn't have your week because what ended up happening, especially as the, as summer of last year went on is anything long haul wasn't paying worth, worth, worth anything. Like anything that was coast to coast or anything that went West to 35 or anything that was basically longer than 1200 miles didn't pay well. Mm -hmm. So like my, the bulk of my loads were, were kind of short hauls anywhere from three to 600 miles three to 700 ish. So you'd have to, so, I mean, you'd be picking up and delivering next day. You'd either want to be getting reloaded or at least loaded very early the, the following day. So you weren't cooking out any day. So, you know, you had to make phone calls that, so, you know, I was doing, you know, three to five loads a week sometimes. Yeah. That's what we do. And, and the biggest, I, I see, you know, cause most truck drivers are staring through the windshield and they're thinking, well, I'm the only one here that matters. I'm doing the important work, and I hate all these idiots in these cubicles. And then they buy a truck, and, and at some point the realization comes, oh, now I have to be all those people I hate. I have to be the load planner, the dispatcher, the maintenance coordinator. I have to be all of these people that I've just told to shut up and leave me alone. And, of course, it's funny you talk about making phone calls and sending emails. Um, I remember as a company driver, drivers hated – communicating, you know, and, and it's like your communication level has to increase tenfold when you become an owner operator, if you're going to be worth anything. And, you know, well, the, the, the idea that, well, it's none of their damn business where I'm at. I'll get there when I get there. It's like, honey, it don't work that way. When you're an owner operator, 
Um, you have you have somebody's freight in the box and you are the servant. You are the service provider, but they can't get beyond this narcissistic, selfish attitude, greed, this greedy attitude that they have, uh, that they're the only ones that matter and nobody else, nobody else should get paid because I'm the truck driver and I'm driving the truck and I'm the only one that matters. Um, well, it sounds like you didn't have to overcome that. Uh, sounds like you had a pretty good attitude going in, uh, but it's, you know, as we see in the TikTok comment sections, wow, there's a bunch of people that believe some really, really, really stupid stuff. And you got to love the TikTok commenters. But I, so I went into this with a little bit of that. So I, I had, I was in the Marines. I got out in 2012. I went to college. I do have a business degree and I had a job in, in management. I worked at, uh, you know, in the management training program at Enterprise. And then I also worked in a warehouse um, do, doing like operations. I helped run a store and warehouse back in Connecticut. So I was familiar with like sales type stuff. So I definitely knew that and had a, that business background. But you're right. When I, the last time I was a company driver, they gave us a cell phone. I'd never talk to dispatch. They would just send you the Raycon. That's it. You just went to the pickup, went to the appointment time. Like you, I rarely would speak to dispatch on the phone. And they did that by design because they knew drivers didn't, <laughs> didn't like to talk to, to dispatch or, or anybody like that. But yeah, once you, you know, when you're a company driver, it's, yeah, it's, fr it's freaking drag racing. You're on a, you're, it's, you know, a one, one, one strip away. But then when you, when you get owner operator, the, the baseball field opens up and you've got to cover, you've got to check a lot of boxes. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, a culture shock, especially that. And that's trying to get through people's heads, you know, and it's Larry taught me this. When you buy a truck, you're going into business. It's not a hobby. It's not it's not something you play with. You're going into business. And, you know, most of them, they can't tell you what a balance sheet is or a profit and loss statement or how to do their taxes. And and of course, all they're doing is to God help them go on Facebook. You know, well, hey, well, how's this work on Facebook? <laughs> You know. And it's and it's toxic over there on Facebook, Ooh. big time. Uh, you know, and I because I tried to lean on some of those people too, and it's like that it's it's re it is really hard to explain. You, you said it earlier on in the episode, you know how not everyone should own a truck, and it's just it's the same thing. Like not everyone owns a business. Like not everyone out there starts a small business. Not everyone's an entrepreneur. Most people want to get a job, get a good job, and work for a good company. You know, the, the, you know, not everyone starts their own business. The same thing applies. Not everyone needs to buy a truck it is it, it's a it is an industry it is a situation where you can kind of come and pull yourself up by your bootstrap it's still there but you got to do the work and most work. people who start their own business fail uh especially hey, yeah, especially it, in this industry mm -hmm. you know so um <clears throat> um so i since since the three of us are here um i ran across something just i mean right before the show i found this this TikTok. And the things that we talk about here are, you know, understanding business, um, understanding your role as a service provider, as a servant, not a slave, but a servant. Um, you know, we talk about the dangers of lease purchase programs from carriers um, and all of those pitfalls. And man, this guy dropped this TikTok mm -hmm. and I got a couple of clips from it. I want to share with the audience and then we can kind of comment on it. Uh, but he hits them all, you know, uh, he, <laughs> wow, he, he really does it. So let me, let me find, I'm going to play the first one here and then we will comment. Still shit at prime last Friday, team truck, 6,500 revenue for the week. 
they changed the trainee pays at Prime also. So it used to be before if they didn't have loads and you were sitting, they would kick in the difference. And now they're not doing that anymore. 1300 paid out to my student covering his IFTA, workers comp, his pay and everything. It's been pretty shitty here. That last week, well, that's be my pay for this coming Friday. A little over $5,000 gross revenue to the truck for running the team truck. So by the time you make the fuel truck payment, pay your student, I don't even think I'll make a check this week. There, you, you said prime. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll say right there. He's the first words. He said prime. Yeah. And I get, and I, and I talk to people about prime all the time and I want to jump in because prime is not in the trucking business. Prime is in the asset business big time. And they're out there. They run a predatory scam uh, I don't know what they do. And I don't know how they're not in court. I don't know how they haven't oh, been they've sued. Been in court. Oh, they've been in court. Okay, I'm, okay, so I'm sure they have. But I, I don't know why people are still falling for it. I, I met a guy at a Freightliner dealership in Indianapolis when I was getting my uh, ELD fix. And he gave me his whole story. We talked for two hours. And he told me about all the issues he got in with Prime. And he told me about all, like all this stuff. He goes, he goes, they sell you. He goes, it's a cult. They sell you at orientation, like all this garbage, mm -hmm. all this absolute stuff. Sorry to, sorry to steal it. But man, as soon as he no. said prime, I knew it was going down a bad road because that's, that, that's the kind because there's prime drivers out there making content saying, come here, come do this. And they're convinced they're taking advantage of people who are more so who are disenfranchised people, mm -hmm. people who maybe come from backgrounds where they don't come from a lot. And then they hear this opportunity that they can be this successful business owner. You know, they may be somebody from an inner city or whatever, or come from a background that that doesn't have success, whatever it may be. And they hear this and they go, they, they'll stick right to it. Yep. And then it ends up d destroying them. And, well, and so using this example of the, the part of this clip, so let's talk about the money. He says, well, $6,500 for a team truck. I'm dispatching a team truck right now and they're doing minimum of 10,000 a week. Our solo trucks are doing more than 6,500 a week. Of course, we don't have truck payments. We don't have lease payments. Now, I don't know if, I would love to understand if part of the scam here, but he said, well, after you pay the trainee, pay their IFTA, their workers comp and their pay. And I'm going, what, why are you, why are you, why, you know, now maybe he's misspoke speaking. I think, and, I think he's misspoken. Well, listen, I've, I don't know. I've seen a problem. Uh, yeah. That, that weird be out the workers comp. Cause I have workers comp myself through my, yeah. you know, my own business. It's like 130 a month. Yeah. Um, but if they are somehow putting IFTA in there on the driver, it wouldn't surprise. My sound cut out. Yeah, Chris, your your sound cut out. Yeah, Chris, we can't hear you. Sorry, your uh, your mic just cut out. I thought that was me. <laughs> Larry, can you hear I me? I can hear you. I just sent him a text, private chat. <clears throat> I think he just figured it out. Yeah, the the IFTA being on the driver, though, like he was saying. Yeah, the, the IFTA being on the driver. No, IFTA is – anytime you lease onto a carrier, IFTA should be – is is on – is that, from what I've seen every, everywhere, the IFTA is taken care of by them. It's one of the perks of leasing onto a carrier. Well, not but, – but, I mean, not all of them do that. But even then, the, the IFTA would be – how would it be on the student? I mean, that's what I don't understand. Why? Why would it be on? The yeah, student, I just, you know, uh, it would be on the truck owner. You know, the lease. The, the in his case, he this is a lease owner. Uh, but but anyway, you know, I uh, I do some um, some uh, 
business coaching and I also do some uh, bookkeeping for a few clients. And one of my very first ones was a prime um, lease uh, lease guy. And I, I've been I've been I've been looking at financial statements since 1977. Okay, I'm pretty good at it. You know, the, when he sent me the settlement from Prime, I swear to God, I I, it, I, I couldn't I couldn't figure it out. I, I, I think it's it's on purpose that that it, it makes no sense to begin with. I mean, it it I had to I had to make my own spreadsheet. I had to I had to redo this entire settlement to get it to where it made any sense whatsoever to anybody at all except for probably the people who created over there. But you have to think that that's intentional as well. You know, uh, I mean, the, the smoke and mirrors about, about what you're paying and all these forced es- escrows that you have to do and, and all this kind of stuff. And I'm thinking, you know, and of course we're, we're, we're very, very anti, you know, lease purchase here. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's like, it's the bane of trucking in my opinion, you know, uh, I'm glad I'm glad you guys do that because there's not, there's not enough of that content on the internet there. It's all, well, and, what, and, and back to what you said, I mean, you know, we know of instances where people are at prime and orientation to be company drivers and they walk them out in the, in the parking lot and try to get them in a lease purchase right out of orientation. Never driven a truck yep. one day of their life. And now they're going to start out in their entire career in trucking as a lease purchase operator. I mean, that's just that's immoral and criminal. You know, it, it, it's we, we can't we don't condone that whatsoever. Chris, are you back? No, you're not can't hear him no you're not <clears throat> i am now there you are there you are there he is <clears throat> i had to reset my browser for some reason um yeah well you i, I could i could kind of hear you guys in the background so you, you were pretty much covering it but it's 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 immoral because of how they're taking advantage of these people and they can't understand how to do but but i i was at prime in 1999 you know and it goes back to something that i the whole reason that I went down the owner operator path in 2010 was because I believed the only way I could increase my income was to become an owner operator. Not understanding that if I just, I could increase my value as a company driver, um, by learning new skills, by understanding things, I could have increased my income that way because I made more money the first year driving for Larry on 25% than I ever did as a BCO, you know, which, you know, that blew my mind. And then I'm like, well, wait a minute. My desperation to become an owner operator went away. I still wanted to be owner operator. I still wanted to be self-employed. I still wanted to have a fleet, but for different reasons now. And, you know, so that's, that, that's what, that made a big difference for me. A, a lot uh, of guys think they can't make the big money in trucking unless they're an owner operator. Right. Know? And we've proven that's not really true. You know, you can, you can, there are lots of good you know, driving jobs that don't require you to be an owner operator. Uh, now some people, and just like you said, you know, there's some people that, that are, that are destined to go in business like me. I'm a horrible employee. I am the worst employee ever. I knew way a long time ago, I was going to have to be the boss because I was horrible at taking orders, but there's a lot of people that aren't, I mean, it's, it's not, they're not suited. You know, we get a lot of people who have uh, they use their family as, as an excuse, you know, I've, I've got to do this, got to do that. If that's your situation, you, you don't need to be in business. And so, you know, they're, they're, you, they're, the, it's, it's not the end of the world for you in trucking to not be an owner-operator. I mean, my God, Walmart paying $110,000 just to start right now. 
So I was I was gonna say that I, I feel that I feel the same way. Like I I actually I didn't get into this for the money, and I I truly mean that. It's it's a legacy thing for me. I I'm not into this for the money. My my wife, you know, luckily makes more than me. It's not relying on me. So, you know, not everything falls on my shoulders. Right. So it's not like that. Right. I talk all the time. I'm like, man, I I could be a company driver right now. You know, doing flatbed, doing doing heavy haul. You know, doing the same stuff I'm doing now, making definitely more money. I'm into this kind of for the legacy thing. I want to try to, I'm doing it to honor my grandfather in a lot of ways. That's why I want to grow a business is to do that. Is this uh, like, I have, I have selfless, I have selfless intentions and for it to survive though, I'm not take, letting my pride take advantage of me. Like the people did on the, in the comments, of my TikTok video, like me, I'm trying to survive at this point. So what I did was I got here to Warren because how am I going to become a carrier and compete with Warren who has contracts with John Deere contracts with Caterpillar. They have contracts with these direct customers. They're a partner with ATS. Why am I going to go ahead and get my authority when I don't own a trailer? I can't finance the equipment because of interest rates, all the economical reasons out there. Plus we have to talk about factoring for a moment. So already right there, I'm going to have to get a factoring company, which is a, another scam in itself, Absolutely. a payday loan where they break your knee and give you a crutch. So I'm going to do all those things because some guy, because TikTok user 2019657 said that I'm building somebody else's dream because it's not my own DOT number on the side of the truck. Right. So I'm trying to survive now. So that way one day, and now this whole time I'm doing things like listening to your guys' show, talking with people, having the conversations, building relationships. So that way maybe in a year, two years, three years, as I meet people, then I can talk about adding equipment and maybe getting into the fleet ownership side. And maybe I start that here at Warren, or maybe I can do it locally, regionally in Texas like that. It's a, it's a day by day, brick by brick thing. I'm not going to just go up in and get my authority like all these people did the last two years, thinking that it was just going to be all rainbows, roses, and money. Well, we fight that every every Friday night because we always get the trolls that come on here. Again, people think we're a Landstar recruiting show for some reason. Uh, you know, we're, we're not, we, 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 we're at Landstar because it's the best thing for us. Uh, and it might not be the best thing for everybody else. Don't know, don't care. Uh, but they always get hung up on the 35% thing. You guys are giving 35% of your money away, you know? <laughs> and we, we've, listen, I, I've been doing, I've been in business since 1977. Please give me the credit that I know how to look at, uh, at a spreadsheet and know how much money I'm paying here and how much money I'm paying here. And I promise you that I can't do on my own with my own numbers uh, what Landstar does for me for 35%. But for, for one thing, it's only 28 to begin with. So this 35 is just a scam. But, but you, you, you cannot duplicate it, you know, for the same amount of money. They get hung up because it, it, it comes down to one lump sum as opposed to with your own numbers. You're writing a little check to everybody, a big one to the insurance company. And a little bit of everybody else, you know, and you don't get the discount. I mean, so it, it's, again, it, it's just, it, it's an attitude thing, you know, and then an echo chamber thing. I don't know what it is in trucking, but every, I get, it used to be what we call the liar's counter, you know, the, the Petro, wherever I sat there and lied about, I guess now it's TikTok, you know, I guess that's a yeah. liar's counter. Yeah. Now. Uh, TikTok, everyone's always driven more miles than you. Absolutely. They've always uh-huh. made more money than you. Yes. Yep. They've, they, no matter what, if it, it's, a, it's the just one more technique. Right. If you, if you drove 700 miles in a day, somebody did 700. Exactly yep. Right. There's always somebody in there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so the first clip that we played talked about, you know, the, the, the people, when they sign up these leases, they don't know what they're getting into. But the second one is about the attitude that you don't need to have in business. So, so let's watch this. When they wanted to give me a load, 1200 bucks for four days, I said no. 
They got pissed off. I said, no, send me another one, three, four days on it. Paid like a little over a thousand dollars for three, four days again. I said, no. And I got pissed off and I went home. I dropped the trailer and I went home for the weekend. I drove six hours home from Maryland up to PA. I'm not gonna stay out here and work for free and just haul their freight. Came back out Monday, Sunday night we had to leave. They made me go 216 miles in the wrong direction for an empty. Didn't pay me for it. Asked about it. Never heard back. Now, okay, so just so we're clear, you got mad because you didn't like the, the, the load that they were offering you. So you took it upon yourself to drop the trailer, his own words, drop the trailer and bobtailed at least 350, 360 miles home. And then... Now you need an empty because you took your ball and went home and threw a, a temper tantrum hissy fit. And now they're sending you 216 miles to get an empty. And you're mad about that. And you're upset that they didn't pay you. Well, they didn't pay you to go 360 miles home either. Shithead, you know, but that we're not going to work for free, but not, not ever once do they think about the market. Do they ever think about the customer and look, well, I it's worse than been, that. He, he worked for less than free. He drove 350 miles out of his own pocket for nothing. Right. Got paid nothing. Yeah, he paid money. He, he worked for negative free. Okay. So, <laughs> well, and two, look, I've been in enough of these big companies. Um, I was at Anderson Trucking Service and Schneider and these other places. And I learned real quick that your attitude can determine the kind of loads that you get, you know? Absolutely. Um, I, I had hands down the best fleet manager at Anderson Trucking Service. He was phenomenal. We made an ass load of money together. But I'll tell you right now, he would hold a grudge. Now, I never pissed him off, but I saw other guys that did, and he would starve them to death because the minute that you proved to be useless or you didn't show up on time or you didn't communicate the way he wanted to, you were done. You weren't making any money. Now, here I am. I'm like number one guy in the in the van fleet. And I didn't feel like I was all that special, you know, but I knew I had the best guy, but the best guy kept me running because I never pissed him off, you know? So I'm just, I'm watching this and I'm thinking, okay, you've got, you've got a shitty attitude. You probably display that daily and tell everybody it's all about you. And, um, and, and so you're not getting the runs that you want probably because you're a jackass. Yeah. We don't know the backstory there. How many other loads has he turned down? And you know, you turn down enough load. You know, we we I learned really, really early on in this industry. You know, you sometimes you have to take it. You know, you have you have to you have to take it on the chin, and do somebody a a, a solid. And then it, guess what? It gets mm -hmm. returned to you. You know, every load can't be a home run. You know, the art of giving. The you know, Alex Hormozzi talks about the art of giving, and the, the same thing applies in trucking all the time. And it and it happened with me last year with brokers. I worked with a great carrier rep at ch robinson and i know ch robinson gets a lot of gets a lot of guff but we had i had a good rep with him talked with him very often there were times where i had to do you know where there were things at a certain price but there were other times where i would email him about a load i'd say can i do this for 2500 he would immediately send me the rate con back for 3000 there you go and there you know, you like go. There, things that happens a lot and it's just all and you need to have that positive level of communication when you put that that's the thing how many loads did he turn down where was the like that $1200 load was it going to a hot market like you know i don't know like that, that's the thing because if it was going back to the mid you know close to the midwest maybe it's worth it to take it so yeah you don't have enough backstory but people have no idea what the art of giving not you don't have to be a yes man you shouldn't yes everything that that's that's a factor but you you have to 
you have you, you know there you have to if you want to be in business you have to be professional well and 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 drivers have the hardest time understanding what this term means build relationships everybody uses it but nobody knows how to do it because they're looking for a formula so what, how many how many donuts do I have to buy them and what do I have to you know they don't understand it's 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 becoming a friendship becoming you know having you know, doing each other helping each other out you know it's kind of like dating somebody you know it, it it it's on that level i mean you have to prove you have to provide value and if you provide enough value the art of giving as you said it guess what there's also a, a, an art of receiving you know and and it and it's funny how one you know ca causes the other one to happen um but guys they they don't ever want to take that they don't ever want to do the favor part so they never get in the position to be able to be returned the favor that that's the problem I see with the, with with these guys, you know. What's all, you know, when 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 the um, you know, when the the market went crazy, you know, in twenty twenty one, you know, we still kept a lot of our direct freight because, look, we knew that this this ain't gonna last, okay. And everybody else just they left all that freight sitting on the dock. We continued to haul it. We could have not out made more money, but the relationship with those agents was more important to us than the extra money. Guess what? Now we're still hauling for those agents while these other guys are, are sucking air, you know, because we did not let the relationship suffer because it was in our best interest to drop them and go haul uh, spot market freight. Yeah, they got real lucky, you know, swiping right on Tinder because, you know, load <laughs> boards are the Tinder of freight. Absolutely. Uh, my friend, yeah, like my friend Reed has said, and, you know, they, get, they got lucky doing that, not realizing how valuable those relationships are. Another crazy thing is like when you look at other small businesses compared to trucking, my friend owns a pressure washing company in Orlando, Florida. He spends $3,000 a month in marketing, SEO marketing, stuff like that. How much money do you think carriers, owner operators spend in marketing? Or do in marketing. We, we, yeah, we had to do this at Enterprise Rent a Car. You had to go on marketing calls per week. You had to go to body shops that wouldn't send enterprise customers right. for years. You still went there with the donuts, like you said. You did it, and it's just how many phone calls like that are owner operators making, where you just call and, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? How, how's business on your end? That's it. Calling without just, just, just to talk. You, these are things you have to do. Right. Right. Well, yeah. you, obviously, you come from a a a, a uh, the mindset that it takes to be, you know, successful in business. Um, and, but unfortunately, uh, you know, the 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 decision to to become an owner operator, you know, and we talk about this a lot. I call it thirteenth grade. You know, it, it's just like it's the next thing. You know, it, there's no there's no if if you were to go down this the road here and, and open up a, a store a brick and mortar mortar store there'd be a lot of thought that went into that do i want to do this do i but buying a truck it's just walking by a truck being aroused by what it looks like and signing a piece of paper before you leave the lot it's done so now you're now an owner operator you're a truck owner you have no idea you didn't even, first of all you didn't read the lease to begin with okay you have no idea what you just signed hmm. you know these I, we get these posts every week. We, there was a bunch of them this week on Landstar, okay? Why does Landstar take that? Why do they do that? Now, and I don't do it because I, I get tired. I've, I've quit doing that. I've, I've, I've quit stirring up shit on, on Facebook. But, <laughs> um, but inside me, I'm going, here's why. Because when you signed the lease that's 62 pages long, it told you right then every friggin' thing they were going to do in every situation. And you agreed to it. And guess what? This, this week, they did it. And now you're pissed off because why would they do that? Well, the time to get pissed off was when you read the lease. And if you didn't like it, then you should have got up and walked your ass out. But no, you sit there and took it all. And now you want Landstar to change the deal because you don't like the lease you signed. 
So anyway, mm-hmm. that's my rant for tonight. I'm done. All right, there's one more clip, and then we'll be done with this. Really going downhill here. This is my second load for the week now. I'm waiting in Murfreesboro to pick it up. Wayne be ready till 11 tonight. We've been empty since last night. Drop up in PA. So things aren't going great here. I'm trying to just get through this lease. And I got offered a local job hauling fuel and making more than I'm making right now. Sitting around doing nothing. So if things keep going like this though, I'm gonna turn this lease in and I'm gonna go work local and be home every night. Trying to get through this lease because they've got about 17,000 in excess mileage fund money from me right now and you don't get it unless you complete the lease but i don't know i don't know how they expect us drivers keep working for free <laughs> i love it <laughs> i don't even understand the seventeen thousand dollars in excess what they collect extra money because he's uh, the excess mileage on the truck and if he finishes the the lease they give him that money back if they don't they keep it to offset the depreciation on the truck that he's caused by excess mileage you know, mileage yeah. in excess of what and the lease allows. And when he does his taxes, he doesn't get any of the depreciation value no, of that tr- on that truck. Zero, because he's got a lease. Yeah. He only deducts the lease payment. It's, yeah. He, it's, it, it's, he does not have the asset, so he can't depreciate it. I know. And that right there should tell is, – is like that right there should be why people shouldn't oh. lease trucks. It's just, it's just th- that you don't own anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's nothing in there that you can control. And, well, and he could go to the very, he could go to the next to the last day and they could, pull and they'll up. still yank it. Yeah. 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 You know, find some reason, some policy that he uh, doesn't know about because he didn't read the contract and he violates some policy the day before the lease is supposed to, uh, to be done and, and, and he doesn't get the money. But well, notice that he says, well, I'm going to go get a local job hauling fuel, making more money than I'm making now. Because the problem is their only focus is me and how much money I'm making. Um, now Which listen, is why he doesn't need to be an owner-operator. Yeah. Exactly. Look, my best friend hauls fuel, and it's hard work, <laughs> you know? Um, but but here, but wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait. Let's go back to the decision to open a business, okay? Mm-hmm. The decision to, oh, to start a business. I mean, I mean, think about that. I mean, first of all, if it's not trucking, you got to have money and you got to have credit. You got to have experience. Okay. You just can't go open a McDonald's and go, Hey, I want to sign a lease purchase. I've never run one before, but I think I could do it. You know, it's not going to happen. Okay. So, but here you can, I mean, this is, I'm, I'm, I've made the decision to lease this truck. I'm in business, but wait a minute. I'm just going to hand it in and go work locally. You know, I'm going back to my shacking up analogy again. Where's the commitment? The reason people fail in trucking is because there's no commitment. I'm going to try it. I'm tr- it's, the, it's the I try as opposed to I will or I do. You know, uh, th- There's no question this guy will fail. This, he will turn. He will end, end the lease. No question mm-hmm. about Within it. Within the next two weeks. Probably. I, I encourage him to, honestly. He, 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 I should 100% do that and save himself the, the stress. He's taking years off his life by, by even being there. But hey, let's let's hit a question real quick because this is good timing. Michael Peace, I have two questions: uh, what type of truck to buy, and how much capital? Well, the first thing I want you to do is go find a trailer somewhere. If you're driving a truck, shouldn't be hard to find one, and go look underneath the front of the trailer. There's a kingpin. What you need is a vehicle that will connect to that kingpin and pull that trailer down the road. <laughs> 
that's that's what you're after. You need one that's reliable. You need one that's efficient. You need one that's affordable. So how much capital? $40,000. You need to buy a truck for $10,000 or less. You need to have $30,000 in capital sitting there to get it ready, to get it on the road, to re- make it ready to hook to that kingpin. And now you've got a paid-for asset. You've got You've gone through and you've addressed most of the issues that can be addressed. You've made the truck efficient. You've made it reliable. And now you can go haul freight with much, much, much less risk than someone that went and signed up for a $250,000 truck with a $1,200 a week payment. Y'all got anything to add to that? Not a bit. No, I think that's good. I mean, I, I did a little bit different. You know, our, our truck was, uh, you know, 100000 We had 30000 down, and then we had, uh, you know, 20000 in reserve for, for maintenance and stuff like that. So we, we went at it with this stuff. I had a lot saved up. I came in with a business partner. We had good credit. Um, you know, we, we, we under, we underwrote the entire business before we even picked up the truck or anything like that. And yeah, don't get, like I said, don't let the, I, I mean, in my personal opinion, don't let the pride thing in it, the make and model doesn't matter. Like you said, does it, does, can it attach to the kingpin going to work? You know, I have a 2018 Peterbilt 579 plastic peat mafia. You know, it's not the sexiest thing out there. It used to be a JM Bozeman fleet truck. I have all the details on it, what it's gotten. I bought an aftermarket warranty on it itself. The warranty's paid for itself twice again, twice at this point already um you know we we just there's a lot of boxes we checked before we did it and you know that's i mean that's that's kind of that's what we did i'm just giving it from my end but i I definitely agree with what 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 you said down there too having the asset paid off is a huge perk you're you're the you're the exception here not the rule you're not the typical guy who's buying his first truck obviously because the structure that you just talked about again you plan to get in business guys don't plan that they walk by a truck and then they're given a lease purchase. There's no planning there. It's like, oh, let me try this. There was a guy on here earlier that said, to him, I'm, I failed in three lease purchases. You know, why, why would you fail in three? I mean, after one, why would you ever do it again? You know, but that's a different, different conversation. Um, so there's, so there's no, there's no, there's no, there's no decision that's been exercised to start a business. That's why when we say, if you're going to do this, okay, buy the cheapest truck you can possibly get that's still safe, put put enough money in it to, to, to get it reliable and safe and, 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 and go haul freight, okay, with, that, with no truck payment. And that way, you, you, that way you're not having to drive home 300 miles and deadhead and park it because you can't find a load enough to make any money. You know, the cost, the cost of doing business in this industry can be really, really low if you have low overhead and low cost of operation. Another thing we talk about besides just buying the truck low is keeping your costs low, paying attention to what fuel is, getting good fuel mileage, all this sort of stuff, you know, but it's all to, to drive down the cost of operating that truck per mile. Because when rates are where they are right now, if you can't pull a load for two bucks a mile and make a profit, you're kind of hurting right now, okay? Uh, but mm-hmm. if you can pull a load for a, for two bucks a mile and make fifty cents a mile, you can still continue to to operate, you know. And you don't have to you don't have to quit. You don't have to give it up. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit this one. You gentlemen need to stop telling people you make more with Landstar versus your own authority, which I have. And I tried Landstar, which it doesn't work for everyone. I have two trucks and made 477000 gross. Well, we have one truck that did $437,000 in 12 months gross. 
So, you know, um, well, I, I said earlier, Landstar is not for everybody. If it didn't work for you, the, the big deal. We're we're not telling people to come to Landstar, and Please we're not telling that. Okay, and we're not telling people to avoid getting their own authority because of the money. We're telling people not to get their own authority because of the risk, and and their but, lack of business acumen. You know, um, that's the biggest thing when it comes to getting your authority. Podcast. We we we. Oh no! Sorry, I was uh, I did I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. We can hear you. we can hear you. Michael. No, I'm saying no, when, you're, you're good. Yeah, when it when it you're good. Okay. Yeah, when it comes to getting your own authority, like if you have your own customers, if you have somebody you're going to work with, if you underwrote it to for where it's going to work and where you have everything, and there's a plus at the end of that, uh, you know, at the end of that budget sheet, like if you're all set up. But if all you did is right now in 2023, you buy a truck. The bit, if you're if you're listening to that business advice from that guy, where if I just say tomorrow I own a truck, but no trailer, and I just get my own DOT, and I go off of that logic of that money, you're going to fail. Period. Yep. That's the issue. It's it's the issue of risk. That that and especially if you don't have business experience. And Larry, I think you were getting ready to bring up hauling assets, right? Uh, I was. What's, I what's was, his name? I was. Yeah. He's got a great show. He's very transparent and open with all of his numbers, and he shows you everything that he's done to start from zero, you know, and that's been his kind of mission is to say, look, here's, if you want to start at zero and go get your own authority, you can do that. But he was a businessman to start with, right? That's the thing you have to remember. He started out as a businessman. If you have no business experience, you have absolutely no business starting getting your own authority. And I, I need to make a comment there, okay? Business experience does not include driving a truck down the road and hitting docks. 100%. Okay? That's not business experience. That's driving experience. Driving experience has nothing to do with business experience. Zero. Right. Yeah. I listened to that guy's whole My series before picked up the truck up. Oh, yeah. Now he's, he's taken a he's taken a, a different approach than we do, but again, uh, he's very transparent and and he shows you. I mean, he went and bought a truck, bought a trailer. He's even doing reefer stuff, okay. And I mean, he's you know he, he he's doing fine. But again, he I mean he had profit and loss statements from day one. I mean, obviously the guy was in business, had had decent credit, had a little money. Um, you know, most of the people that we talk to have no credit, no money. Okay, have no business doing this to begin with, but they're going to do it. And so we try to keep them to doing it by minimizing the risk. We can even make it more uh, risk free by coming and driving one of our trucks and, and, and doing it for, for us while you practice doing it and then seeing how you like it before you go buy a truck, period. That's what our whole program's about. I looked at your program too. And honestly, if I had, if I had seen your program before I got my truck, I probably would have went into it because I, because that's the thing, like, even though, you know, I, I really appreciate your kind words on, on, you know, uh, the, the knowledge that I, you know, been able to share today with going into business. And even with the, everything that I, I knew going into this, if I program, I would have said, hold on, wait a minute. This way that could up to just make biggest fear was failure. All I want, I didn't want to mess up at all. I want to just kind of get into it. Like I said, I didn't do it. 
for money to it to start a business. And it's like, if I saw your guys program, I would have been like, Oh, this is a guarantee won't fail because now there won't be an I left undotted or T uncrossed. So, I mean, that's, it's very true. And that guy yeah. from Holland assets, like I said, he, he laid it out really good. I, I can't recommend that series enough. Right. Right. And, and one of the, the, the kind of core principles of our program is what we call wax on wax off, Mr. Miyagi, you know, uh, we had to, you know, Larry's wife reminded us that, you know, that was in 1985. So we're having to probably introduce some people to Mr. Miyagi, but it's the creating the habits that you need in order to be successful in business where you, um, you don't have to think about it. You just, you, you communicate, you account, you document and it's, and it's something now it's, it's just muscle memory. You don't have to think about it. And that's the hardest part that we have in the first six and 12 weeks of our program is getting them to send the email, getting them to save the receipt. Who did you talk to? I don't know. Where's the receipt? I don't know. I forgot. Did you send an email when you got there? No, no, I forgot. That's the kind of stuff that's going to make you be successful so that when you can analyze and study your business you go oh i'm spending too much money here i can make an adjustment here but then they don't even have of course we were talking the other day uh larry's like you know i'd i just i'd just take a hundred dollars a week out of their paycheck and see if they catch it you know because they're not doing the accounting you know we, we and we see it every week but i'm such a nerd right it comes to me hell i had a spreadsheet when i was a company driver at schneider because i wanted to make sure that somebody that was paying me was paying me correctly. You know, you're did I know par- how you're to just paranoid? You're not a nerd. You're just paranoid. Did I know how to run a spreadsheet? No, but I figured it out. Right. Right. Google well, is your friend. Well, back to the Holland assets guy, there, there's his business model is fine. If you have business experience and you have ca- credit or, ca- or capital or money, that mm-hmm. that's the way to go about getting your own authority and doing it that way. The problem is most people don't have any of that. And so, you know, the, the only thing we have against starting out with your own authority is that the risk goes way up and we're all about trying to control or minimize, keep the risk as low as possible for the first couple of years until you get your feet on the ground and you get money in the bank and you get some success, you know, cash and you get flow. the truck, cash flow, exactly. Cash flow, minimize, minimize risk, low overhead, Get you get the cash flow in, get and, and get the experience along with it. That that right. that's what it all is. I mean, it's just I understand it. Hey, fifteen years ago, you admit you took a risk. You got your authority fifteen years ago. You ended, you know you were uh, you run r- run and gunned and made the phone calls that did it. Now you have a successful carrier. Guess what? Twenty twenty three. If you get a truck now, it, that risk, it's just oh. you're setting yourself up for failure. Well, and the guess we had last week. The whole point about that was that lease to a carrier, we don't deal with any of those issues. Everything that everybody had a problem with with a broker, we don't have. Yeah, we don't have I, to do that. Okay. It's my, I have so much less stress at this Absolutely. point. Like that's the biggest thing. Like, don't get me wrong. I, you know, I'm not anti-broker myself. Some of them, I mean, broke the thing is with brokers, like the TQLs and stuff, they're a meat grinder, just like the CDL milling industrial complex. A lot of brokers are churn and burn. They they're at these brokerages for less than a year. They don't know the industry and stuff like that. And I get that. But at the, you know, when it comes to dealing with brokers in general, or just even fi- just searching the load board, not having to deal with that. And I still look at load boards. I still look at load boards every day. I'm still networking for freight because at Warren, I'm still free to find freight. If I see fit, they'll send a carrier packet over, do whatever. I'm still free to do that. But 
Right. right. I'm working off their customers who already have freight because in reality, the best loads aren't hitting the boards anyways. Nope. They're going no, to the carriers true. that that's have true. the capacity. Like if you're and if you're a one truck show or you're a one truck show that's power only, you don't have much to you know you don't you don't have much to give, you know when it comes to c- capacity. Exactly. You know, and 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 the other thing here is, uh, you know, all, all the all the things that that I, I mean, look, there, there's nothing. I can't say how decide how what do I want to talk about this in. You know, the broker thing. It, it it again it it all depends on the your ability to 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 uh, create and, and maintain these relationships okay um, it, it if you're if you're if you if you're getting into business and you're getting your own authority and you don't have the business background to begin with guess what the brokers are going to out negotiate you you're starting out with yep. one hand tied behind your back because you don't have any idea how to negotiate with somebody, okay? And then you get mad at them because they beat you. You know, they it's like playing poker with a bunch of professionals and then you get mad because they take all your money. Well, yeah, you walked into the den, you know? So if you're at a poker table and you can't tell who the lamb is, it's you, okay? So when you're when you're uh, dealing with brokers and you can't tell who the lamb is, it's you. So yeah. that's the other they thing. Can see, they can see they can see how old your authority is. You have is. no experience. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, they can see how what kind of negotiator you are. It doesn't take long to figure out, you know, who who I'm dealing with. Uh, it, it's you know, it, what and and the point is, you don't have to go through that. You can get you can lease to a carrier and get this experience. You know, gain this experience and then go. If you want to have your own authority, by by all means, go do it. But don't start out doing it because again, it raises the stakes to where most people cannot perform at that level starting out my opinion but it's yeah. our show so my opinion counts so <laughs> <laughs> well we i think about back to my time i mean probably one thing that we don't think about as much where we're on this side of our experience in the industry is how um it's hard for me to remember what it was like when I didn't know anything about trucking, right? Just came into the industry. And of course I came in 25 years ago and it was a, it was a lot different. It was a lot slower. You know, it's things are much faster. No, it now. Didn't. I've heard how fast you drove. Well, I'm talking about <laughs> the pace of the industry itself. Yeah. I drove like an idiot. I know. Um, but to think about someone coming in to this industry fresh now, um, especially with all of the horrible information that is out there and, and, and these predatory leases and, Absolutely. and, and, and of course, you know, you're coming in, like you said, one arm time about your back. You don't, you have no idea how the economy works. Uh, and then you have the gall to say, well, these, these it's, I mean, if, if there was a way to somehow search and do a word count in our TikTok comment section for the word greedy broker, Greedy broker, greedy right, broker. Right, the, right. the the brokers are greedy. And right. I'm like, y'all need to look up the definition of the word greed. Okay. Because someone like Larry said, that's just a better negotiator than you. You're the one that's greedy. You truck drivers, you, you narcissistic, selfish, ignorant truck drivers. Y'all are the ones that are greedy because you are wanting, especially wanting someone with the monopoly force of the state 
to put their gun to somebody's head and take their money away from them and give it to you. That is 100% greedy. You're greedy. And, 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 and you, you, yeah, I don't, you I, don't I don't buy. Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead, Michael. You're the guest. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was saying, yeah, I was saying, and I, I don't believe this broker transparency stuff will seem to be, um, you know, up, up and about. Uh, I don't buy into it. Uh, it's a huge double edged sword. At the end of the day, it's just the broker transparency is going to pick the carriers that win. It's, it, it, it's, it would backfire heavily. I think the government should get involved in it all with has to do with and the and the over tuckers act other than that broker transparency is not going to pan all business owners or the small fleet owners it's just it's yeah well and our our we maintain it's not it's none of their business i mean yeah again i mean the, uh, we the free the, understand two words free market free market the free market always dictates the winners and the losers okay Making the market not be free makes the, the winners and losers be chosen, okay? And I'm sorry, but if you can't win in a negotiation with a broker, you're going to be the loser. And there's no way we're going to make that uh, tilt the, the playing field in your favor because then it's not the free market anymore. Right. Everything you're going to gain, you're going to give up on the other side. You know, that's what these guys don't understand. And, that, and the next point I was going to make, another re good reason why people who are company drivers should not get their own authority and probably shouldn't even uh, open up business is because they've never not been an employee and they can't shake the employee mentality. Yep. And what I be mean by that is like this guy. They didn't pay me for this. Or they haven't done that. Or they haven't done. D dude, you've bought a truck. Okay. It's you. It, mm -hmm. they, 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 this dependency on them to do something for you is what's going to keep you from being successful in your own business. That's why people hate Landstar. I come to Landstar. Oh, they're going to do this, do this. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the other thing. They're going to tell you up front that they're going to do that. If you'll read it, mm -hmm. it's not a big secret. Okay. But if you come here or do in forget here, if you go into business and you want the entitlement and you want to still can get in benefits like an employee did, you're, you're the benefit. You're the dude. You're the guy. You shave the boss every morning. If you want to raise, give yourself a raise, okay? If you want to get paid for deadhead, pay yourself for deadhead. <laughs> Nobody else is going to do it. And that's yep. what people can't get. Well, we, we, we uh, so-and-so, they did that. Well, good for you, but that's not where you are now, okay? You come, you come to Landstar, how come Landstar doesn't do this, doesn't do that? Where I used to work, too. Well, when you used to work, you weren't an owner-operator. You weren't in a business-to-business -business relationship. I, I get I I get tired of saying this. I, I guess we get new people every week, and I have to say it again. But my God, I mean, if you're not self-sufficient, please do not go in business. Okay, if you right. need somebody to give you help, you, stay as an employee. That's what you're there for. You're 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 pay, you're you're giving yourself up at a wholesale price, so somebody can sell your services at a retail price, and they're gonna and they're gonna keep the difference between the two. But you get all the benefits. You get somebody to wipe your ass for you. You get somebody to ask you, how come you're not at work today? You, you know, you need this. You need an employee loan. You need to, when you become in business, all that goes away. You are the, the benefit. Only you is the benefit, are the benefit. So, well, and there's this, there's also this uh, strange um, expectation or, or belief that you should never encounter any problems. No load should ever cancel. No truck should ever break down. 
No right. trailer should ever have a problem. No road should ever be shut down. No, never wet. Like they don't know how to solve problems. You know, when a problem comes along, like I can't believe this happened. And I'm like, if you've been in truck in 20 minutes and you don't know that loads can cancel or you, truck order not used or somebody cancels load or somebody screws up or somebody makes a mistake or the truck breaks down or the tire blows, y'all, that's, that's life. But when you don't have any problem solving skills and, and no, no capability of logical thought press processes. Um, and then like Larry says, well, when the problem comes along, well, who's going to fix this? Well, um, you are, <laughs> that's, that's the problem is you're going to fix it. That's not fair. Yeah, no, and that's it, not fair. Another thing, if you get your own authority off the rip, guess what? Nobody's coming to save you. At least being least time with Warren, being least time with Landstar, I guarantee they have back office support. You're gonna, have, you still probably have to pay for this tow, tow or whatever, but they may offer coverages and stuff to help. Once again, ease the burden, ease the risk, because that'll have. I mean, just I want to say, uh, you know, within you know the, the first time I brought my truck in for uh, uh, PM and service, brought it, you know, brought it in early too, brought it in after 20, you know twenty thousand miles for its first PM, uh, crack in the oil pan, covered under warranty, but there was a crack in the oil pan. It was leaking oil. That could have became a problem, you know, if I didn't do it. It became a problem. A, a, a month after that, I had a knock sensor go, and I started derating on the highway. Luckily, I was able to limp to the Peterbilt in Shreveport, and they were able to fit, you know, and I got it in soon enough, and they were able to f fix it. Uh, and I was gone the next morning by 11 a.m. But once again, you derate. Any 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 of that stuff happens. If I I can call Warren, I can get a roadside with Warren, and I don't have to pay for it right up front. I can pay for it later or Warren's finance department will work with me and work with uh, cutting it out of settlements or out of the maintenance fund that I allot 15 cents per mile that goes into it, you know, every, for every load, you know, they work with it that way. You have that financial bagging as a carrier. And if you don't know anything, or if you don't know any better, then you're going to, you, you know, you're going to have a tire blowout and then you're going to call TA road service. And then you're going to look at the bill and you're not, and when you have no money, <laughs> what do you do? Well, they don't listen. They don't read the bills at TA. You know, they... <laughs> <laughs> don't go down that road today. Okay, <laughs> we we got to deal with them this week. Be quiet. So, um, but but you you know, D rate. Okay, that that that's a truck problem. Okay, the problem we have here are that that the the people D rate. Okay, they they, <laughs> get in, they 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 D rate when they when they try to they can't fix a problem. They don't know how to solve a problem. They just D rate. What the hell mm -hmm. am I going to do? Come, somebody come save me. You know, I've derated. <laughs> yeah. They slowed themselves down after, yeah, after two, yeah, after two hours or two weeks, they're going five miles an hour. They don't want to, yeah, they don't, they don't even want to work anymore. Well, and we find, you know, we've had so many people come through the program now that the, the majority of them have failed because at our program, because they, they they realize that there's so much more work involved in being an owner operator than being a company driver and they're like well they won't admit it's always my fault or larry's fault or whatever but what they're really refusing to admit is it's too hard and they don't want to do hard you know right. now they've come up with some excuse and you know family. but that's what it, it comes down to my family is more important mm -hmm. um well, or or they here's the here's the here's the number one, I guess thing that people uh, don't understand when they come here, and that is the the uh, the concept of accountability. You know, 
We do not allow them to lie to themselves. We do not allow them to lie to us. It happens. It, it starts to happen one time, and then a foot goes in somebody's ass, you know. And most people can't take that. Most people can't take that because they, they've lied to themselves about everything, mm-hmm. you know, including the whole idea of, 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 of being, a, being an owner-operator, you know. Uh, so when they get here and we go, no, 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 no. That's not what happened. Let's talk about what really happened. And then the, you know, the, the line just goes blank. It's like, oh shit. I mean, you know that? Yeah, we, we, yeah, you stopped six, you wasted six hours last week. That's why you can't make your pickup today because all the time you wasted last week. Yep. And they don't Yeah, I mean, that's a whole other thing is that managing the clock. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Managing period, managing anything, you know? So, but all this goes into, again, that, that, that mentality that you have to be in business. If you don't have all this or you're not willing to gain all this, you are, it's certain that you're going to fail. You know, it's certain that you're going to fail. Yep. Well, uh, well, we've gone an hour now. Um, so Michael, do you, do you have any aspirations beyond a single truck? Or are you just kind of going through or, or, or and and doing your thing? Uh, say that for me again. Sorry, I had a little connectivity issues. Do was... you have any aspirations beyond one truck? Uh, yes, I de- definitely have aspirations beyond one truck. It's just um, you know I get phone calls from dealers all the time. Uh, it's just can't do it right now. Um, you know, especially from a financing pers- perspective. Uh, I mean, just like with what interest rates would be, that's for anybody out there looking, uh, you know, if you're looking to buy equipment, buy a house, anything you're trying to do right now in the economy. I mean, if you have to finance it, what your interest rates might be uh, could could be more, you know, more expensive just because it's because people I see people on the TikTok comments all the time. Oh, I'm seeing truck prices drop. I'm seeing them drop. I'm seeing them drop. Well, you might have to finance it with whatever down payment. And you're looking at you're still looking at possibly you know double digit interest rates. Um especially if you're a first time buyer. So yes, I would like to go beyond one truck, you know, and, um, and and get into fleet ownership, but, you know, become a respectable small carrier, do so, you know, you know, continue to raise back my family's old business. You know, Lombard used to be the largest motor carrier in the Northeast, 11 terminals from Baltimore to Maine. And, you know, they, they were, you know, dereg- they limped on after deregulation. They were bought out after, in 84. And then that company, North Penn Transfer, folded into 92. So, I mean, yeah, I probably won't become a Teamster affiliate or something, anything like that, because it's that's a difficult route. But I'd like to go beyond one truck. But for now, I got to go day by day and just keep keep doing what I'm doing. And we're cash flowing here at Landstar. I'm learning a whole new niche side of freight when it comes to oversized and moving heavy equipment. You know, that that's another thing that's not talked about enough is like people, you know, you, you, no offense to, to door swingers out there. You need them as much as the next guy. But, you know, if you want to survive in this market, especially now, got to differentiate what you can offer. Can you haul flatbed? Can you haul tanker? Can you, you know, all, can you pull RGN? You know, what, what can you do? RGN technically falls under open deck and flatbed, but you know, those are factors, but for right now, day by day, man. Yep. Well, uh, we appreciate you being here. It's been a good conversation. Y'all keep up with, uh, Lombard trucking on uh, TikTok. He's got some great content. He might motivate you to exercise too. He hasn't done it for hey, me yet. But I mean, I see it, I see the running, you know, and I'm thinking, wow, that, what, what a cool idea. I'm not there yet, but you know, the mo you know, I, I, I can see 
the motivation, you know, to, to I will, uh, I, I, I can't sign off without plugging it because I did, I, before I came on, that's why I was late, by the way, I, I, I did just run six miles, not to brag, humble brag. But if anybody's in interest, interested, I do help guys, drivers out here with taking care of their health and fitness, which is another thing that goes similar to business. A lot of people lose track of it. They don't manage it out here over the road. And if you don't take care of your health, a lot of other things start to deteriorate in your life. And, you know, I can't emphasize it enough. So definitely anybody out there listening, come find me anywhere on social media. I'd love to love to help you out, lend a hand it or motivate you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Michael, thank you very much. You've, uh, you've been, hey. been a great guest. Let's do it again. Okay. So. No, thank you guys. Let's, let's, let, let's do this again soon. We'd love to do an episode about health and yeah, I would love to talk sure, more on the, sure. uh, especially, I would love to talk more about the, the issue we have going on with the CDL milling industrial complex too. There's a, you know, with, with the fake driver shortage narrative, um, there's a lot of, st- you know, there's a lot of stuff that I definitely like to talk about. And so I, I'd love to jump back on with you guys. You guys keep up the good work too. Um, need more of your content out there. Big, big support of you guys. Pre- appreciate everything you do. And thanks again for having me on, man. I can't appreciate it enough. Thank you. Man. Uh, I have a great weekend thank you we'll see you next time all right we'll talk to you so we had a question here i wanted to answer for this fellow before it got too late uh you can come to landstar and you can have landstar provide your plates it's 1700 bucks a year or you can um bring your own plates and pay for it yourself either way so that's entirely up to you and the 1700 bucks is taken out in like 16 weeks i think it's yeah i think it's um 94 bucks a week for like 16 weeks, something like that. So, so that's the answer. Well, so I guess I wouldn't call them advantages versus disadvantages, but the differences, right? You know, if you have your own plate and you decide to leave Landstar, you don't have to take the plate off front of your truck with you. Yeah. yeah. Um, If you, let's say, for example, you had a really high fuel mileage truck, um, you might be better off to file your own IFTA. But when you've got your own plate, you're going to file your own IFTA. Landstar's right. not going to do it for you. Right. That's the other side of that coin. You have to do your own IFTA. So we haven't, again, you know, if you go back to all the different things that we talk about, um, every decision is made with this guy, right? And so we have not found any financial advantage to having our own plates on the truck. When we can get it from Landstar, they handle all that compliance. They deal with the state. We don't have to. They take care of the IFTA. We don't have to. Um, so I I don't see any reason to, to be leased to any carrier, really, and have your own plate. Not enough that would make me do it. I'm looking through. See if there's any other questions that we need to address tonight. <clears throat> Joshua. <laughs> Joshua's one of our new... Uh, strategic partners he has two of our trucks now here but his comment was a two hundred thousand dollar loan for five lunatic trucks would still be better than leases (laughs) maybe (laughs) i don't know about the loan part but i understand what you're saying uh um i guess I'm supposed to clip the part where I said unnecessary carriers for TikTok. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that will kick the hornet's nest. Uh, uh, Rocky says he, he, he was hoping you started on the Jeffersons about noon today. I have not. I haven't. I am. Uh, I am. I am completely alcohol free today because I'm, I've got this major, major renovation project going on in my house and I'm having to wrangle contractors. And I've got a plumbing issue right now so I've, I've i've needed all of my asset or all of my um 
um, faculties to be as sharp as they can because I'm having a problem solved today. So uh, maybe oh. tomorrow uh, they'll be off tomorrow. So, so this reminded me, this says a uh, double-edged sword cause uh, go, go company, make a thousand dollars a week when drove for STL or other Russian companies and ran two clocks only when netted 2000. Then if you get caught, you're going to prison. So I'm up at Dolan's today up at the shop or this week. And you there's this what? We, we have never, we have never given him a plug. Well, we're about to. Okay, okay, but you got to let me tell the story right, first. So right. there's this Eastern European guy in there and and him and Chris know each other. And um, so they're just chatting, talking back and forth. And he figures out I'm at Landstar and he starts talking about, you know, all the agents in Bulgaria and all this stuff. And he goes, he goes, well, you know, it's good for me. Um, I'm with Carrier. And uh, when I run out of hours, I pull over, I call them, they press button. All new hours. And <laughs> he's like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need, they just, I call them and they press button and I wait and oh, I, new hours. And, you know, and I'm thinking, because the outlaws are still out here, you know? Oh, yeah. um, now, of course, they're going to get caught. And like he says, if you get caught, you're going to prison. Right. Back in the day, it was really hard. You know, we, in my outlaw days, um, it was incredibly difficult to really prosecute you, but now, man, you're being tracked on every corner. If you, if you do make the risky decisions, if you do do the, and you run like a right, right along the edge, eventually they're going to get you. And when they do get you, it's going to be expensive and painful. Uh, so Chris Dolan is, uh, is kind of our new, um, shop how how would you just he's our uh um, he, he he is he is our go-to um uh, maintenance repair shop um since Carl has has been you know um not able to do this we've 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 had to find a backup and I don't mean to mean make Chris sound like he's second he's second you know in line but you know we weren't looking for anybody when we had Carl you know right. and so when Carl started having his health issues we had to start looking around and Believe me, we we've we tried a lot of things, but we ran a, a Chris. I think you knew him, didn't you? From from I, before? Or no, you? I I bumped into him at a Freightliner one one Saturday, and we okay. just kind of struck up a conversation and started talking back and forth, and uh, we used him for a few things, and yeah, we had such a a trust relationship with Carl. Like Larry right. said, there was no there was no need to go anywhere else, um, and then you know Carl's health started slowing him down and and we're like we got to get this trust so we we struck up a, a conversation with chris and they started doing work for us and these guys have done great work and um so we're really happy that by the way um you know if you're a if you're a praying person carl could use it because uh absolutely we're we're hearing he's not doing well i don't know much of the details but um it sounds like things are are not going well for carl and Whew, that's kind of tough to handle, but <clears throat> we're hoping he's going to pull through. But apparently, um, he's he's not doing well. So, um, anyway, but it's uh, Chris Dolan. He's in Dunbar, West Virginia, right between like Charleston and Hurricane. Now, um, now, now get ready, Chris Dolan, because we when we did this to Carl, <laughs> we made him a rock star. So, Chris Dolan's business is called Cams C A M S Cams Service Truck Center Service Center. So, um, I don't know, Chris, we may have just made a big mistake because <laughs> we may not possible. ever get to be able to get in there anymore. So, 
Hell, we had a hard, hard time getting our work done with Carl. We, we made him a rock star. But uh, do we have Carl? We have Carl's uh, QR code uh, we could put up. Uh, yeah. Yeah, here we go. Guys, besides the prayer, which we need, we he also can use some help financially. So if you guys have any, um, you know, if you, if you feel the, the that something you'd like to do or you feel called to do that, this QR code will, will hook you up with a link to his GoFundMe page. Um, they could really use the help on this deal. So uh, we we appreciate it too. So if you if you feel like that's something that you uh, uh, would like to do, we we I know they would appreciate it, and and, and we would too. So, but uh, back to uh, back to uh, Chris Dolan, Chris and Margie. Uh, they were um, we uh, we awarded them our our uh, service provider of the year at, at our truck show uh, uh, dinner, and and uh, glad to have them join us there. Classy people. Uh, just, and, and we didn't realize that they were, he was watching the podcast. I was, I was all up. I was, I made a comment about, you know, if you're, if you're dealing with somebody that has to have their name on their shirt and where they work, you know, you might be, <laughs> so I'll find out later on we're, we're in it. We're sitting in his lobby and he comes in and he goes, well, I need you to know I've got my name and I work on my shirt, so, but they're really, really nice people. And just, you know, you know, it, it just, just, just top class. And, you know, and look, like every shop, they're not perfect. They, you know, they, but, but every time we've had something come up that just never questioned, you know, um, and, and, uh, you know, he has to hire mechanics just like everybody else. But, but I mean, the, uh, the, their, their sincerity, their, their, you know, their honesty, um, we really, really, really appreciate him. So I don't know if we want to do this or not, but we may have just moved ourselves out of a, out of a good <laughs> shop here, but. Uh, well, y'all just understand blue ribbon trucks come first and then y'all, you know, y'all come in and do your thing. But, you know, listen, it's, it's so hard to find a shop that has competitive rates that is willing to get you in, you know, cause you know, you're, 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 you're trying to stay on freight. You know, that's the whole point of what we're trying to do is stay on freight, uh, and get the truck worked on. And sometimes, you know, sometimes you have to put them down for an expended, extended period of time. Um, but you know, when you can, when you can swing through and say, okay, I'm coming here, I'm going to be here at this time. Uh, you know, can you do this little thing for me? Um, and it's just, but it all comes from relationship y'all. It's all about relationship. And I know there's lots of Chris Dolan's out there, you know, but they're hard to find, you know, but they're people, they have a good business and they know why they're in business and that's to serve customers. And that's one thing that, that Chris and Margie do really well. Um, and so again, we're, we're glad to have that relationship, uh, with them. Uh, what's Phil up to here? <clears throat> I passed a level three and a level one inspection this past week. Y'all are welcome. <laughs> well, we, <laughs> what'd we do? <laughs> uh, Per the inspector at the way station in Gilroy, Arizona, the amount of out-of-service violations have decreased significantly since AB5 has been introduced. Hmm. Interesting. Correlation, causation, I don't know. Well, did I mention the fact that the lady in California that, that was behind AB5 is now Biden's oh, new choice Lord for Secretary of Labor? Did, did I you mention see, that? Did, I mention did you that? see? Did you see her getting her ass lit up in that hearing by that guy? <laughs> Holy crap! I almost felt bad for her because he was wearing her ass out. He was. He was. <laughs> oh wow. Um, 
Let's see. Tom says truck drivers don't lie. <laughs> here was here was I know this is somebody just trying to stir us up, but here's one. Here's one right here. Interest rates are broker's fault. <laughs> Everything's broker's fault. <laughs> the sun rises in the east, it's broker's fault. It goes in if it rains, it's the broker's fault. Roads close, it's the broker's fault. Hey, if any of you guys know of anybody that's got a, a used fifth wheel toter that they'd like to sell. Get a hold of me right away because we're getting ready to stroke a check for buying a new one. And I'd love to be able to spend about half that for a used one. But it can't be like in California because it costs me more to get it here than it's worth. But if it's in Midwest somewhere, you know, and you've got somebody that's got a used one, or if you know somebody would rent one for a, a week, you know, that would be um, an option too. We're getting ready to bring some trucks back to West Virginia that we've had scattered around the country. And we've figured out we, we could tow them ourselves. Let cheaper, cheaper we can have them towed. And then when we get done, we got the toter that we don't. Yeah. So, and if, and Chris Dolan, if you're listening, uh, we need you to build us a rack and give us a place to store it in your shop. <laughs> that's, that's the trade off for the plug we gave you tonight, partner. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <sighs> well, it's nine 30. Um, you got anything else you want to cover? I know we talked, we talked about the news. Um, and, oh, there was that graphic. That's what we were looking for. I knew it was in there somewhere. Yep. Um, Put that back up. Put okay. that back up. Until that bottom one catches that top one, we're not going to get... The, the bottom's not till that reaches. That happens, okay? Yeah. So when that happens, and then, we, then we'll st- the bottom will be reached, and we'll be starting back on the incline again. But you see how many we have to go. So. <clears throat> yeah. It's... Uh, you guys, if you seriously, uh, and, and it's all public, look at Landstar, look at all the big mega fleets, look at all their quarter one financials. They're all out right now. And it's interesting. It's very interesting. Now, now BCOs and Landstar, they, they look at it and go, well, they made $1.34 billion in the first quarter. I ain't making shit. They need to give me some of my money back. If you're going to do that, <laughs> don't don't bother. But if you understand that, that Landstar has to make money, okay? That's what they're in business to do. And because you can't make any money doesn't mean that Landstar shouldn't, okay? Um, but anyway, all the uh, they're all out. So all the Q1s were out this week. So it's uh, – and it, it's encouraging, really. Uh, it looks like, looks like May, June, we're going to probably reach the bottom. Everybody is kind of in the same ballpark there. And then second half, we're going to start kind of growing back out of this, so – I'm not saying that to encourage you guys that need to get out of business to stay in. Don't go ahead and get out. Okay. But, uh, sooner you do, the sooner this thing will straighten up. So Willie Nelson, we need to get you on here one night playing guitar. Okay. Can you sing and <laughs> strum a guitar? Anything would be better than what we do here. So. <clears throat> yeah. Well, uh, next week, let's talk about next week's show. Um, next week's show is going to be, um, Todd Ziegler from Truck Coin Swap, and we're going to talk about decentralized technologies. Um, we're going to talk about this. I love this word disintermediation. Um, there's going to be some very exciting stuff that we're going to talk about next week with Todd, uh, because the future. And I, I don't know if I've made my formal retraction. At one point, I said I believe that brokers would go away with blockchain. Now, 
maybe the name goes away, but one thing that I learned from Anique and other people like her who are essentially, she is a high quality service provider. Okay. Doesn't matter what you call her. She is someone that does a job very well and that's connecting shippers and trucks. Um, but I 100% believe that if you go watch all her TikToks and talk about the problem, and the problems are back solicitation, double brokering, um, and just bad behavior of carriers. Um, Blockchain is going to fix a lot of that because it one, one it's going to secure the transaction, right? It's going to make it very much harder for these scam artists to do what they do which is ripping everybody off. If you want to be mad at somebody, be mad at those slime balls that are basically stealing rate cons and, and it's freight. cargo theft. And freight, yeah, yeah. And freight. They're they're both stealing rate cons and stealing freight. Um, those are the people that we need we need to be mad at. You know, now I'm still not gonna ask the government for help because they don't give help. Um but we do need something that will secure these transactions and blockchain is 100% going to do that. Right. Um, but and I think there will, and it also gives people appropriate, what's the word? Immutable. Is that the word? Immutable. Yeah. L labels that they cannot escape. Yep. So if you're a dirt bag, you're going to be a dirt bag and everybody's going to know it. Everybody's going to know it. And if yep. you're not, if you're a great service provider, guess what? Everybody's going to know that too. So you know, it's yep. that, it's that accountability thing, Chris, you know, mm -hmm. You know, now all of a sudden you can't lie about it. It's there. Right. It's everybody sees it. Because I, I, I the name Todd Ziegler, that sounds like an OIDA guy to me. Is there a. Well, there's a. I, that's what I was. There's a similar name. <coughs> I, I think it's surely to God you don't have this guy coming on. So. No, it's. um, No, he, his. He's like an a, attorney or. Okay. Or has a, you know, we'll, we'll get his. We'll How'd get his we history. find him? How'd we find him? How did I find him? Um, oh, Bill Fellman told me about a guy. It was That's an introduction right. I remember, I remember through Pittsburgh Power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's a truck show. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that, that conversation because there's, they, they've got some, they've got some people that are doing <clears throat> the direct uh, shipper to, carry or shipper to truck uh, right. relationship with no intermediary, you know? Right. Um, so, you know, they've got some real world experience there. And so, and, and we're going to make this as a part of a series. He's going to be the first, but there's other people in this comment or in this, uh, in this theme that we're going to talk to over the next couple of months. Right, right, right. Um, and so it's going to be much, much bigger uh, right. than yeah. just this one episode, but it's going to be big. And Rocky, Rocky, to told, Todd Spencer's the OI guy, and then Joshua Coke Zig Ziglar. Well, he's Zig dead, Joshua, yeah. so we can't have him yet. I think his son is still running, but his daughter's running the business. But yeah, <clears throat> I got to see Zig Ziglar once. I did too. Um, I did too. I, I saw him. They had this big motivation seminar in right, like 2007. Right. And it was after he had fallen and hurt his head. Yeah. And he would get hung in a loop where he would start to repeat himself. And his daughter was up there and he had the signal. She would put her arm on his shoulder to, to signal him yeah. that he was starting over. But man, it was Zig Ziglar. He could repeat himself all day long and I'd sit and listen to it. I saw him back in the mid eighties, you know, when I was, oh. when I was, in, when I was in insurance. So imagine that, right? Yeah. 
Okay. Well, uh, I guess that's it. We'll shut her down from here and we'll see you guys next week. Everybody have a great weekend. Be safe out there. We'll see you next week. Good night.